The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Hello and welcome to another episode of Video Games to the Max. This is episode 193, and I'm your host Sean Garman. Here with me, as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Of course, this is the official video games podcast at w2net.com, and we are in partnership with Last Word on Life and ForwardMedia.com as well. Well, Gamescom happened, and there is. A lot of gameplay to go out and watch if you want to do that for upcoming games. Uh, there were game announcements that we'll get into uh, as well. Microsoft announcing a pretty big thing that could be even bigger if they use it on their next system and more. Well, we'll get into all that, but let's uh, start with what we have been playing and You've been playing more World of Warcraft Battle for Azeroth, I presume. Yeah, I hit 120 after like four or five days of it out. Um, yeah, I just been doing dungeons and trying to get like better gear, and I finally did one of the like mythic dungeons tonight. That was fun. So how long? So how long do you think it took you to like hours wise to get to that 120? Probably about 20, maybe 15. Nah, say, actually about, probably about 10, because I, I kind of knew what I was doing since I played the beta, too. <laughs> you say that sort of... Well, it's not It's not really so much about getting to that max level, right? That's sort of... No, that's that's just opening the game up. Now you have to start getting geared for like higher-level dungeons and stuff like that. Like I barely made it into this dungeon tonight, because it was a mythic dungeon, and you have to have like a pretty high gear score to even get inside of it. I saw you play with some of the giant bomb people. No, it wasn't any... You know, it, the giant bomb guys have just, like... I think it was Matt Rory. He just started, like, a like a guild, essentially, on this... on with their new community thing. So, I just played with, like, some members from that. Like, it was just like, a bunch of no-name people, or just random people. But we all needed to get in this stupid dungeon, so... Anything good? Yeah, I finally got my first good epic, uh, and I completed like the main WoW storyline for the Alliance, at least. You gonna go back and play as a Horde character? Or? No, because they're scum. <laughs> well, anything? Uh, I know we talked about it a little bit last time, but anything about the game or the expansion that sort of makes the wow better or uh still getting rid of world pvp is a godsend as far as like as far as the actual specific things to introduce i'm a bit more iffy on like i did a few i think i did a few ex, uh island uh not expansions like expenditures or not expenditure like 
explorations, I guess. That, that's a good word. And, like, he just run around this stupid island with two other people, like, killing a bunch of uh, random monsters to get Azerite, like, the mineral in this game. And you're facing up against a horde team, but I barely knew what I was doing, and it seemed like a huge clusterfuck. <laughs> I think we won, but that was about <laughs> it. Like, I couldn't tell you, like, what actually happened. So if you did know what you were doing, it might have been a bit more enjoyable. Yeah. And I'm just not quite certain on the whole as right thing as it is. Like, you got this heart of, uh, I think it's like heart of Azeroth. Like, right. it's supposed to be like your new uh, legendary weapon from the from the last game, or artifact weapon. But it doesn't function like that <laughs> and it's just kind of boring like because there's nothing there's nothing inherent in the actual necklace that gives you powers it's like you have to find specific gear and that's like kind of what unlocks powers but you only unlock like three or four powers per piece of gear and it's just kind of pointless <laughs> did you use to unlock more powers per gear or something or well, in the old one, you had the uh, you had a weapon. So, like every you'd get artifact power, and then oh, you unlock a node on the weapon, and now it can do some like now you can do different things with it. And it was all very uh, standardized. Like it's not like there was any big differentiation. Like this this has a little more choice with the like with what you want, but you only have two options. It's like I got a new the new headpiece, and it was like okay. I could only have, unlock one power because my necklace is too low level. And it was like, do you want arcane missiles to do more damage, or do you want to throw a random dagger at enemies as you fight? And that's about it. It's like, I don't want to do either. Both these kind of suck. But <laughs> I, I think I just picked the arcane missile one. That seems... Well, I mean... For the most part, though, it's... It's good, yeah, it's, it's worth it. it. Yeah, it's, it's more wow. Like, I mean, people burn through that Legion content so quickly, and, you know, this is, at least you have, like, you're not stuck on uh, that planet anymore, at least. Well, um, And it's, you know, just a new experience. Like, you know, people are just a new experience, and people are having to grind up again to get good gear. That's a plus, then, at least. Yeah. So a lot of people, I see a lot of people playing it and enjoying it. So that's the positive thing. I guessing at some point people will start, you know, ranking expansions or whatever, and trying to put this one where it lies. I, I would say it's probably mid tier. Like I think Legion was really good, and I think maybe one of the Panda. I think the Panda one would have might have been good, but yeah, like. The thing driving me is, like, now just getting better gear. Like, it's, I already beat the story for what, you know, what story there is now. I mean, they'll add more later on. And, like, the when they unlock raids and stuff like that, you can go, go do that, I guess, you know, in a year and a half. Or when they finally introduce flying again. Yeah, or they just announce another expansion already. Uh, that'll be about gone. a year and a half. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. Would not be surprised at all. BlizzCon. Well, it'll be at least they won't. They won't. They won't.
they won't announce one right now at all. Like, or even for next year, we like next year they'll probably announce like, oh, you can finally fly in this expansion, or here's the quest line to unlock that. You know, go have fun. Yeah, they got a lot of Diablo stuff to announce supposedly, so that'll probably be the bulk of yeah that press conference, and then you know some those... Hearthstone expansion and whatever else. Well, they'll probably show like the new, like some raid dungeon off or something like that, a raid instance. Oh, anything else you've been playing? You want to talk about? Uh, I guess we have a few. It's a complete bummer of a game that, even if you divorce it from the survival aspects, is still a like huge misfire. And just how the game is like made and constructed, it's shoddily made. Like I've had, I was like trying to kill one guard, and he just ran. I killed one guard. Another guard saw me, and he ran towards me, and it basically looked like he slipped on banana peel because he like sprinted past me, ran into a door, and died. And I was like, <laughs> "What? Wow." Like, this isn't a fucky, fucking Benny Hill game. Like, come on. I have seen some really bad glitches as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, like, the, the thing, ultimately, I think one of the good things Bioshock did is it had very constrained levels that, set, you know, you, you could backtrack if you needed to or wanted to, but it was a very linear experience for the most part. And the levels... I mean, they, they were open to it a degree, but they they still funneled you into, like, okay, you need, now you need to go do this or, you know, go kill this person or whatever. This game is, like, has massive areas for no good reason, and it's just empty. Like, I have yet to make it out of the first area of the game, like, the main, like, farm area, because it's just so damn boring, <laughs> Like, I completed one quest that almost broke on me that I told you about. Like, I had to find a... Well, it was like, you have to go open this door into this junkyard to, you know, get to this army base. And I thought I had to find a key, because that's what, like... It didn't tell me what to do, and ultimately I had to find a lockpick. But I already, like, used all my lockpicks, so I had to find materials for that. And it's like, this is a bummer of a game. Yeah, I and have it, not heard a lot of people talking positively about it. And it, it's funny because uh, I, I saw some some of the, the game developers. They were like, "Oh, you can turn the uh, survival aspects off, like the hunger meter or like the tired meter and stuff like that." And it's like, yeah, you can, but that's the least of this game's problems. Like, ultimately, you know, you being thirsty matters very little in the game. Like it. It can impact you, but not really. And the funniest part, really, to me, is, like, the code we got, or, like, that you sent me, it was, like, the pre, like, the uh, pre-release version, or, like, the pre-order version. Right. So, I have I have two umbrellas that were, like, you know, pre-order, pre-order uh, rewards or whatever that are indestructible and cause bleeding or electrocution. So... I, I have no use for any other weapon in the game. Because every, every other weapon degrades. And you can upgrade these umbrellas to do even more damage. If, you know, when you get the right parts. 
It's like, why would I use anything else? That's weird because, like, most of the time, those pre-order weapons, like, they're supposed to be good for, like, a while. Like, to get you through the first part of the game or whatever. And then after a while, you start finding stuff that's better than that weapon. That's weird that you'll get one that just makes you OP for the whole game. Well, initially, like, they they start off kind of weak. Like, I got this... I'm using, like, the Bleeding Umbrella, uh, and it doesn't crit that often or anything, but I can upgrade it to, like... A, I guess it causes bleeding all the time. And even if it doesn't, even if it's just a weak weapon, like, through, through the entire game, it's still indestructible. Like, I'm not having to manage this stupid inventory. Like, I'm collecting clubs and, you know, pieces, like... Uh, cricket bats and stuff like that, and it's like, why bother? I can just dump all this stuff and only hold on to this one umbrella. Yeah, exactly. I mean, do you and get to sell any of that stuff? or Supposedly, do- I've yet to find a store in the game, at least in my area where I am, but there are like values associated with some of this stuff, so I assume there's a store, but... Put it to you this way: when I when I eventually review that game, I'm not gonna, I won't have finished it. I already saw the saw the dumbass ending online, and the ending was great. Like the video I saw, because uh, it was one of the, there are multiple characters. So there's like the third character. I think his name is Ollie, and he's using like the guy the guy playing it was using like a club as his weapon, and it's like if you mean to tell me that if. In 20 hours, this dude never found a better weapon, or th- that's a problem. Yeah, that like, is. I think his I think his club was better than like the ones you know typically find, but it's like no, <laughs> and the combat itself is just bad, and so so is the stealth. Like I, I ran into that army base, and it was supposed to be like a sneaking mission, and like I got spotted, and I ran into a house, and I locked the door. And then they just lost interest in me completely. And it's yeah. like, all right. And then I eventually, you know, I just left the house in the, from the other exit. And the guards were literally just, like, frozen in front of the house. Like, just, they were locked in the animation of trying to find me, but they couldn't. It's like, I just walked past them. I'm like, all right, later. <laughs> I had no problem here. All right. Yeah. Uh, other than that, not a ton. Like I've been playing like de- a little Dead Cells and Monopoly on PS4. That's about it. Well, yeah, and I uh, and I got Mario Kart. Well, hey, you can never go wrong with Mario Kart. Uh, I still need to play with you uh, one of these nights. Well, uh, before it's... like the you have to pay to play. <laughs> yeah, before we have to pay. Well, I mean, considering what you have to pay for the other people, that's not too bad <laughs> at all. Um, I'm not. I still don't like the rubber banding in Mario Kart. I mean, when has there been a Mario Kart that doesn't have the rubber banding? The first one. <laughs> and, and, and Mario Kart 64 lessened it to a degree. Yeah, sure. I do remember being kind of. You could be out front of people a lot more. Yeah. But yeah, the like, blue shell thing kind of made that to where you get put in your place a lot quickly. Yeah, and there's no def- like when you pick up weapons, there's no defense because you always just get stupid banana peels 
turtle, like green turtle shells, or maybe a ghost, and you don't get anything good. Like if you could just hold on to a star, it'd be fine. But yeah, yeah, you get no. That's that's funny, but like, just hold on to that green shell and hope you can block something. It's, that's pretty much all you can do. Yeah. Uh, well, I've been playing a lot of stuff. Um, Dragon the Quest Eleven will have just gone past embargo by the time this is posted, so I'll go ahead and go look. It's uh, I'm I'm only I I got this code kind of late, so uh, I've tried to play as much as I can. Uh, this is a long game, so along with the other stuff I've I'm playing at the same time. It's uh, difficult to try to get through this game. Hopefully, I might have something by the time September fourth rolls around, but not making any promises. Even the it was funny. Even the person that sent the code was like, "I know this game's huge. You're probably not going to have it by embargo, but here you go." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, okay." I'm glad that you guys are honest at least and not just expecting miracles. But uh, but yeah, no, this is um, I'm gonna be honest. I haven't played Dragon Quest since. I played 7 when they did the remaster on 3DS, but playing an older version of Dra- playing an older Dragon Quest is a little different than playing one of the newer ones and of course I played 8 for a little bit when that was all the rage on PS2. That's pretty much it. It's I don't have a large extent with Dragon Quest like I do with Final Fantasy. So uh it's it's turn-based. It's it stays to that um and uh, that's great for uh, people that love that. I think it's it's fun. I don't know, the I love the art style, that sort of cel shady, you know, anime sort of look. Because obviously Toriyama, Dragon Ball fame, uh, does the characters. Uh, so you know, the joke is that everybody looks like Goku, which I don't think they do. It's just that's that's in that's his style, you know. So they look like that. Uh, well, it's like that Chrono Tr- Chrono Trigger remake on PS One. Like, yeah, basically, they animate the hell out of Chrono and everyone else. It's like this looks kind of weird. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, he definitely does have the the Goku hair. You do kind of get um, there's a sort of like an overdrive that activates kind of randomly uh, called Pepping Up, and you sort of do like a Super Saiyan pose, and they get the Super Saiyan like light up behind them and they there kind was of... something like there was something like that in dragon quest heroes like you fill the meter and then you could just activate it and deal, you know you dealt like tremendous damage and just killed everything on screen essentially i wish this had a meter it doesn't it just kind of shows up randomly so yeah it's like either i got hit too much or it just decides that it wants to do it, and it's like, okay, cool, I randomly get powered up now. And it's not a huge power-up. Maybe when, like, the the weapons and all that stuff get better, you can feel the effects more, but it basically just, as far as I'm in the game, which is, like, the first five or six hours, your um the power-up is, like, you get to hit them, like, ten hit points more than you would regularly uh there's this little crafting thing which is kind of neat that allows you to you kind of decide how good that weapon's going to be depending on the how well you can fill this little meter 
uh, Xenoblade kind of had a tip, uh, sort of similar thing as well. Except uh, this one, you can also sort of unlock different things that help you make it easier to to get through that too. The story it seems pretty good right now. I don't want to spoil it because it's it's early, uh, but it, the setup is that your character is this uh, the thing this like savior called the Luminary, and you're basically trying to you know stop this evil that's basically uh, tried to kill you and uh, you find out other secrets uh, pretty early on in the game and then I think I'm about to hit the door that you go through that kind of sets you off on the adventure finally that you get out of the your little hometown so um, I met one extra there's a uh, several members of the party because you can they make it pretty they do not hide them at all. Like in the loading screens, you can see them. Uh, so you'll know who's going to all be part of your party pretty quickly. I feel like it's when I watch One Piece and the next ending shows up and you already get to know who the next part of the party is going to be before they get anywhere near close to that character <laughs> showing up. So this kind of how I feel like sometimes with Dragon Quest, you find out all the party members before you even get to them. But... Yeah, I've been enjoying it so far. If you like Dragon Quest, I don't see a reason why you wouldn't pick this game up already. Uh, or will when it comes out. But it's it's uh, I've enjoyed it a lot more than... I really feel like I ought to give Octopath a, more of a shot. I feel like I didn't. Yeah, but... well, just stuff piled up. I don't know about you, but at least with me. like I had like four games to review when I, when I got Octopath. I was like... Sorry, buddy. You're going. You're going in the uh, closet for a while. Yeah, that's the thing. They have like I had the time for Octopath, and then all of a sudden, oh, here come the codes for a bunch of stuff. And, like the, yeah. the thing about Octopath, at least it has a. I think it has a really good battle system. Yeah, I agree with that. And like it helps too of... that both of us bought it, so we didn't have again the like necessary need to like. Okay, we got to crash through this and. Whatever. By the time end of the year comes, I will have given Octopath a shot, and we'll get to talk about it more when it comes time to doing awards and and all that. Uh, another game I'm playing, Wakamele Two, is more walk. Literally, it's more Wakamele. Seriously, if you like Wakamele One, you will really enjoy Wakamele Two. It has everything you like about the first game. Uh, you're playing Juan again. Uh, this one has four-player uh, co-op. Uh, I don't have more than one. I only have one PS4 controller, so... Yeah, I got. Uh, I managed to get two, so that's been helpful. <laughs> I, I, I mean, did not get to try that con- out. Controllers are expensive nowadays, so I, yes, I understand why you only have one. Uh, like, I, I sort I got of that. am interested in the... Uh, I call it the, the Dragon Ball-looking one that's going to come out. Yeah, the, the orange, like orange the sunset or whatever that they call it. Like the, uh, I got the I got a PS4 control for like twenty eight bucks, like new, because you know some Amazon, it was like some package that they had. But yeah, you can controllers are now like forty or fifty bucks. Yeah, they cost the same as and the like, game almost. Like the Wii, that Wii Pro controller is like sixty or seventy. It's like forget that. Oh yeah, the Pro controller is awesome, but yes, it costs seventy. Yeah. 
Oh, and two Joy Cons cost eighty. So, um, but yeah, no, like it's being a a person that has a lot of like knows has a lot of Mexican roots. The the jokes, the stereotype stuff is still there, but it's it's funny to me. Uh, I love the fact that you can use the chicken a heck of a lot more in this game. They actually gave him his own move set and everything. So, if you like yeah, using the yeah, um, it's basically like the morph ball from Metroid, and now it's like a lot better or like a lot more integrated into the actual game. Oh yeah, that's what makes it fun. Is like the last game, from what I can understand, because I ha- I didn't get to play too much of it, is that it was kind of there. Yeah, like you used it very sparingly. Like I think it was like it was also a pretty late game power up, so you just used it to like find secrets essentially. Like, now this one's here from pretty much from almost the word go, and then he he actually has reasons of being like. There's a whole level where you're the chicken most of the time, and it's it's really fun. And I will say, if you got totally like went through Wakamele one, and you're wanting something like. A little different. You're not getting that here, but if you're down with everything Wakamele One was, then you'll definitely think, enjoy this game. I think that's the core problem. Is they're re- they've released like four or five other Metroidvania games in the past month and a half. So oh, yeah. I imagine Quake Wakamele Two for as like as you know, it's artistically different. It plays different than those other ones because it's kind of a melee game. Right. Uh, it's still gonna get. It just gets kind of like lost from the shuffle. The puzzles are a lot hard, really kind of hard though. I mean, there's times where I was getting really frustrated, so they're going, "Holy crap! I don't know how to figure this out." And then all of a sudden, I'd do the time shift thing, which you can control now. It's not like hitting a button or whatever. You actually just press R one, and it changes to the other timeline or whatever. I'd be like, "Oh, that's what you do, okay?" <laughs> and but dang, if I didn't die, I don't know how many times trying to figure something out. But it, it's still uh, fun. Um, speaking of another Metroidvania game, uh, this comes out in a couple of days. The Messenger. Uh, this game is is also very fun for its own reasons. In that it's like Ninja Gaiden, sort of, in the old NES Ninja Gaiden. Um, I wonder if it gets harder later on, because right now, within the first few levels, it's not that difficult. Perhaps once you get through the uh, to the part where it starts letting you change between 8-bit and 16-bit, I haven't got to that part yet. But that's apparently a big conceit of the game, is you can change uh, which era of gaming you're basically looking at it in. But yeah, I mean, if you like platforming metroidvanias uh, especially like the old ninja guide and it looks a lot like it um that this is a game to go check out when it comes out in a couple days it's another one of those devolver digital games so uh, you know it's uh it's good quality overcooked 2 is uh more awesome overcooked i actually got to play that with uh anaya and my mom and that was that was an experience so uh, yeah, I, it'd be nice to play that game, but I have no one to play it with. And my cat's not a good game player, so... <laughs> you can play online, though, so if you got it, I can play with you. Um, I know Randy kind of asked me the same thing. He's like, can you play online? I was like, yeah. I was like, well, it'd be good to play with people that actually sort of 
know what they're doing. Like, they got a hang of it after a while, but the problem is, too, that the Joy-Con thing, using the Joy-Con horizontally, I tried playing with that. It's bad. Yeah. You get to figure it out, but it's like, God, this is not comfortable. Yeah. You know? That's the first thing I noticed when I got my Switch is how awkward both Joy-Cons are to hold sideways. Yeah, holding them vertical is not too bad. Uh, you do have to get used to the whole... Like, I it's I haven't had a Wii in a long time, so I know with the Wii, you kind of got used to that mechanic of using the nunchuck and then the remote. So you kind of have to get used to that again with the Switch of playing it like that, because I played it in, like, kickstand mode just to see. Because this is a game that, like, the graphics don't change depending on... Uh, regardless of which way you're playing it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's more overcooked, honestly. It's They don't they don't uh, mess with the wheel much at all. Uh, but if you love the Overcooked 1, go get it. Overcooked 2 is uh, fantastic. Uh, going through a couple of these, Death's Gambit is sort of like Salt and Sanctuary, kind of a Soulsy kind of game. Uh, where you're probably going to die quite a bit. It's not my kind of game, but I feel like I'm getting better at it the more I play. So that's positive. There's also a lot more uh, platforming and uh, running around than you I think you would in a Souls game. So uh, there's that. That's another sort of Metroidvania to add to the list of them. Yeah. Uh, Freedom Planet is coming out on Switch in a couple of days. I assume it's still Freedom Planet. Yeah, it's still Freedom Planet. Very much. <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I I wanted to like that game because I played it on Steam, you know, like a year or two ago, and I I liked the, the main character, but like the different characters kind of threw me because they like they didn't explain how different they were or like what their kind of powers were or like why you should play them at all. Yeah, the. So I, uh... The chameleon-looking thing, and... Isn't, like, one, like, a white rabbit, or, like, something... Yes, something that looks like a rabbit, yeah. Yeah, because, like, the main character, I want to say, is Purple. Yes, she's the dragon. Yeah, she's, like, the fast one, and then, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I tried to play, like, the white thing, and she's slower, and then she had, like, a bunch of weird moves, and I was like, this is awkward, I I don't want to do this. (laughs) I've only played as the main character... Uh, yeah, so I, I, would, I would stick with that because I kind of wanted to just beat the game as the main character. Uh, I will say I I enjoy the story for how quirky it is and for them trying to do something different than you know the Sonics of that era did. So well, when that game came out, like Sonic was terrible. Like that Freedom Planet was supposed to be like a Sonic mod essentially, but. I just made it into an actual game, and I kind of kept the Sonic Torch going for a while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you played Freedom Planet 4, or you sort of liked it, and you want to drop money on it on Switch, it's there for you, as yeah. with many other ports that continue to come to Switch. That are too uh, expensive? Yes, so many of them which are way too expensive. Uh, look, I get it. There's, there's a switch bump there, but give me a break, guys. Uh, last one is the Aces of Luftwaffe, Luft, Luftwaffe, which is uh, 
one of those like vertical uh twin six shooter games like um the one that I always remember is like from the SNES uh it's called Air Raid. Basically you're just you just keep going up or down with your plane and just keep shooting and you get power ups as you kill stuff. And yeah, it's I do like that there's skill trees and stuff like that in this, so it's like more of an expanded version than the very just basic stuff you would have played back then. Um, yeah, and I like the art style of uh, this game too. So it, it has a similar similar name, but I'm surprised uh, Loose Rousers isn't on Switch yet. Yeah, I'm surprised it's not either. That's one of those like games that I really enjoyed from PS Plus. Yeah. But yeah, that's it for me. That's been a lot to play in this uh, time that we've since last recorded. But uh, the one thing I'll mention also is I've been playing Monster Hunter World on PC, mm-hmm. and messing with that game with Cheat Engine is a lot more fun than PS4. <laughs> I bet makes things a lot easier. <laughs> Did you say they tried to like take some of that well, stuff out of the game? No, they they released a patch and it broke like a lot of Cheat Engine scripts, but like within two or three days, like they released a new table and it was all working again. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not playing online. Like I'm, that's not the goal. Like I'm not trying to like, you know, ruin someone else's campaign. It's just I just want to play privately like just pretty much just solo. Like it cuz I'm I have infinite health and I can knock off body parts of you know different monsters in one hit and it's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, you can beat monsters that maybe you didn't get to beat in the the PS4 version, so that's fun. Yeah. I'm down with that. I've actually gotten further in the PS... I think I might be equal, but I think I might have gotten like one mission further in the PC version so far. Hey, there you go. Cheat engine is worth it for Yeah. I'll keep playing that one just because it's, you know, it's enjoyable to me now. Like, I had a friend who was like, oh, you're ruining the experience, and I'm like, no. I'm I'm having a good time finally. This is actually the only experience I want. <laughs> oh, all the purists out there getting angry I'm, as I, mean, I I can understand it. Like, you know, I used to I played like uh Dark Souls too. I used like I played it for a while, like normally, but then I just busted up in Cheat Engine and like this is a now it's a great game. I so can you're kill every ready for that uh Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate then. Well, that's on Switch, and there's no cheat engine for that yet. <laughs> Give it time. I heard that game's apparently even harder than World. Well, that's like uh, based on like the old, because it's like a isn't it like I want to say it's like Monster Hunter Try, like it's like a version of that. Like they yeah, it's based off the old Monster Hunters. So yeah, like they like they have to they have to like throw paintballs and shit at the monsters to like track them. It's like screw that. I don't want to do that. Like I, I think Monster Hunter World has some like weird, archaic shit in it. Like to think that you know, uh, that other one has even more of it. It's like, I don't want to touch that with a ten foot pole. Yeah. Because I, I think you and Adam both offered it to me. It's like, no, thank you. Find some other sap. <laughs> yeah. After you said no and you'd played the other one, I was kind of like, all right, I just won't, uh, won't bother with this one. But yeah. I mean, you should play it, and you can you can you can give it a good good review. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll die a lot and just feel like, look, this is probably great, but not for me. Yeah. So something that's not for me, 
Uh, but maybe for somebody out there that really wants an Xbox and doesn't have five hundred or four hundred dollars, or and you don't have a rent a center near you somewhere. Uh, well, rent a center will rip you off way more than this. Uh, so uh, I learned okay. that the hard way when I bought my my first uh, plasma TV. Uh, I got, or HDTV, I got, I got it from one of those places, and I wound up paying like $800, and I saw it in the store, like, I think two weeks after I paid it off for like 500 and I was like, oh, God. Uh, I got news for you. That's what this equals out to also. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I did the it equals I... out to you save money, unless you don't want Game Pass, then they're not. But it just depends on what you want. Like, you don't have to do this. So, either way, outlining this for people that don't know, uh, Microsoft announced Xbox All Access, which had been rumored, like, the whole week during Gamescom. Uh, They officially announced it earlier uh, yesterday, technically. And what you're getting is, well, this really doesn't do much for considering that they're about to release the next Xbox. And I don't know why you would... I wonder if this is like a test thing to see if they can get people to buy this and then they'll roll it out for the next Xbox, you know, pretty quickly. But anyway, here's what happens. You can interest-free buy a Xbox One X... For thirty four ninety nine a month, for two years, you sign a contract just like you would at a rent-a-center or errands or whatever, except they're not charging you three times what it costs. And the Xbox One is even cheaper. It's $22 a month, basically, for 24 months. And this is kind of more like a, what you would... When you get your phone, like when you get a phone and you get a new... A new phone, and now they bundle in like a T-Mobile bundled in my uh, my charger and the the phone case and all that stuff, so that I would pay a little bit off on each thing every month. So th- yeah. what you're doing here is not just getting the Xbox One X or the Xbox One S. You're also getting Xbox Live included. And you're also getting uh, Xbox Game Pass included here. So you technically wouldn't have to buy another game because you're getting almost all the big games, including Master Chief Collection, which is coming out in a few days for it, uh, included. Now, to be fair, with the One X, at the end of the day, if you think about paying for all this stuff monthly... Which really for Xbox Live Gold, that's stupid because you're paying double. Um, but Xbox Game Pass, that's really the only way that they have it available right now is to pay $10 a month, I think. So with that, you're sa- you're paying the same amount. You're not paying more or less, but you're really only saving 20 bucks when it all comes down to it. The problem is, again, you're paying this out by for two years so well, I, I wonder yeah. if you could pay more 
Well, you can do that uh, with you know, your phone too. So I'd imagine yeah. that you can. Like, if you want to pay, I don't know. I don't know if they figure this out quite yet, but I'd imagine that if you want to put down a hundred dollars one time just to make the payments smaller, I guess you could. Um, yeah. To to pay this off faster, but obviously, if you don't pay. Um, I don't think that they actually come and take the system. What they do is you have to pay off whatever it is that you don't, you didn't pay. Uh, and they yeah. actually make you sign up for like a Dell preferred account and all this other crap too, which is weird. Yeah. I mean, frankly though, like this, uh, I mean, it might be beneficial to some people, but I would rather just go out and buy some, Two hundred, two hundred fifty dollar used PS4, and go that route. Or you can buy a used Xbox One S for about that. Much I can right get that now. for like one seventy five because no one wants them. Yeah, like, well, there's not a need for them unless you have a four K setup or whatever. I mean, the Xbox, unless you don't want to, for some reason, don't want to go buy an external hard drive. There's really not a need to switch out the S for the for the regular Xbox One unless you like I said have a 4K setup yeah I get, yeah like you like, said go ahead also they, they tried to do this with the Xbox 360 through Comcast I don't think it ever actually got off the oh uh, that was ground. terrible though like I don't think it was the same though like you got you got that stupid 4 gig Xbox yeah that like Basically required you to go buy another hard drive speaking right out of the that, box. Well, speaking of that, I got another 360 over the weekend. <laughs> just, just cause. I had a friend who just gave it to me. He was collecting dust on his, you know, in his basement. So he's like, here. Ah, there you go, free console. Yeah, and it's in, it's actually in the box, and everything's like all, all nice together. I was kind of surprised. Nice. You know, I don't. I don't think this is bad for Microsoft. Like again, like if if they roll this out for the whatever the next Xbox is going to be called, I think this does bring more people into the fold immediately of saying, "All right, I don't have five hundred, six hundred, four hundred dollars." to throw out in one lump sum plus the live gold is 60 unless you already had it and it rolls over or whatever. And then the, you know, $10 more a month for game pass or like, this is a nice incentive to get people to buy it. I don't know if you're smart, you know that you're basically wasting your money right now because again, the next Xbox is coming in two years. They've already said that, and probably the PS5 is probably going to come around that time as well. But then again, if nobody uses this, Microsoft might just take it as a, all right, well, we can't really afford to do this for the next, you know, whatever the next Xbox is or whatever. But I don't know. I appreciate Microsoft trying to come up with different ways to to get people to to buy systems. Um, yeah. 
I don't know what this this is not for me, but might work for I people mean, that I don't have a three sixty and it if I didn't have like some other responsibilities money wise, I might consider it, but I I honestly just don't care enough about the Xbox One X or you know, the uh the X to give a damn either way. Yeah, but think about it like do you really have a lot of games on Xbox that are Xbox only that it like interests you enough to that you want to play them? I mean, if I had the Game Pass, I'd probably give a lot of games a shot. That's fair. I'm just saying, like, I I think it's I think it's good if you really have games on those systems that you want. But if you know. That's that's gotta be a thing. I mean, granted, roll next time rolls around and Sony doesn't have this this thing there, and Microsoft does, then maybe that flips the tide for Microsoft a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. Again, uh, Microsoft is is trying all they can. They also want to buy more uh, studios with emphasis on trying to get more stuff for Game Pass. So. I don't. I, this is smart for Microsoft. They keep thinking ahead and trying to be one step, you know, further than what Sony's doing. And maybe this will work out for them in 2020 or 20, 2019, 2020. Maybe it will. Uh Street to Rage Four. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they could just fold up, right, and just be like, "All right, we lost," and whatever. But but they're trying. Streets of Rage 4 got announced. I know you're a Streets of Rage fan. No, so I never played them. Yeah. Okay. Somebody is. I, I actually walked through the trailer. I'm like, this looks kind of bad. <laughs> well, I mean, these are older <laughs> These are old beat-em-up games, so. No, this, uh, is, like, this is a whole new one. Like, they, they Right, made but the I, up, I, this but... is a new one, but it's based off these, like, in an era where beat 'em up games were around and those go to a certain point, like, you know, as long as it's not as bad as the dragon, uh, double dragon, uh, four yeah. that came out, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, ex- I'm sort of interested in it. I like the art style. Um, I'm kind of I kind of like these games, so I don't know that I would go out like day one and buy it. But if it's on a sale or something, I would be I'd be interested. They're also Dot Emu is also the ones that are making the Windjammers two for Switch and PC. Now that's something I know you're a fan of. So yeah, but I don't even think they've shown any gameplay of that yet. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, like at least, at least this uh, double or what was it? What is Street it? Street Rage. Street 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 Rage. Yeah, like at least they showed, you know, eight seconds of gameplay. <laughs> oh, they got some big plans to win jammers too. They just just gotta wait. You know, uh, just give them credit, I guess, for for wanting to bring back some of these old games. I'm yeah. down for that. I mean, someone's got to do it, so. Yeah, with as, with as much as people complain about they want this old game or that old game there, 
It, it's happening. At least for Streets of Rage, uh, anyway. Uh, so, Gamescom stuff that uh, did get uh, revealed here. Uh, Sekiro, Shadows, I don't, I don't want to even try to. Uh, Shadows yeah. Die Twice. It's coming out March 22nd, 2019 for the three uh, main systems that could handle it. Obviously, the Switch. Uh, probably not. Uh, one of those, there's a collector's edition that comes with a 7-inch Shinobi Ninja statue, a steel book, a collectible art book, a parchment map, soundtrack, and replica coins. My God. That's a lot of stuff. Uh, I mean, it's no different from... Some of these other dumbass special yeah, editions that the they've been Resident announcing. Evil one. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, um, from everything I've seen, this is this looks really good. I'm interested in it. Uh, obviously, Ghost of Tsushima is also coming out, and it might take a, a bite out of the hype. But good that we're getting stuff with feudal Japan. A lot here. Are you sure. uh, interested in this at all? Or? I'll give it a shot, maybe. If, you know, if it comes across my lap. But I just still want them to bring another uh, good Tenchu game. That would be uh, pretty cool for them to do. Uh, let's... Just, they made one good Tenchu game, and that was about it. <laughs> I'm, uh... I'm good with, uh... Again, this is Microsoft. And and all the well, this got shown on Microsoft's deal at E3, but this is coming to all the systems. But still, you know, they're pushing this. It's from the same uh, director of Dark Souls and Bloodborne, so you know it's going to have that angle too. Let's let's see what happens when we get to March twenty second, uh, twenty nineteen. Speaking of March, you also get Devil May Cry five. Which I know you're right. like not the biggest fan of. Yeah. Uh Shenmue three also got a release month. So that's positive. So this we just had the Shenmue one and two remaster come out a week ago. I guess around the same time next year expect Shenmue three. So you have a year to to play Shenmue one and two. Have fun with that. And to be bored by tears by both of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! The people that are like really big Shenmue fans are like, so they're going, "God, what yeah, is... all, all eleven of you." <laughs> it's like the, I'm waiting for the. You're like, hey, I know fifteen people that like Shenmue. All right, you go with that. Uh, uh, yeah, good, good sample number. <laughs> I, we, all you know, on, we all hang on to this one message board. What is it? The, uh... I guess like save, save Shenmue, like the save Shenmue Reddit. <laughs> well, technically Shenmue did get saved, so... Would it be in the keep it going Reddit? Yeah, now, now that after Shenmue 3 comes out and bombs, they're going to demand Shenmue 4. I hope it doesn't for all the like crowdfunding and Sony putting money into it and everything else. I hope it doesn't, but 
I don't think Sony put money into it. They just had it on their show floor to go like, hey, here's the, here's the Kickstarter for this thing. You oh, nerds really? want I it. Sony had helped. No, they did, they were pretty they were pretty explicit in saying like we're not. This is his thing, or you know, this is they're getting outside funding from somewhere, but it's not us. Ah, okay. Because if it was, I don't think Shenmue uh, one and two would be released on the Xbox One. Yeah, you're right about that. Even though Shenmue was originally an Xbox game. Well, originally it was a Dreamcast game. It just got port. Shenmue two just got yeah. ported to the Xbox, and I had that, and it was dumb. Uh-huh. I played it for like an hour, and I'm like, "This is bad." <laughs> well, uh, something that perhaps has not aged well either: The Walking Dead, the Telltale game. Is now coming to Switch. Better late than never. Uh, it, you it know... It's coming at a discount price. <laughs> yeah, for a grand total of $25? Yeah. Which is, I think, more yeah. than it is anywhere else right now. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's, it's the same. The sa- but... It's the original price. It's 5 bucks for each one. For each episode. Yeah. Look, again, this is uh, everything that comes to Switch has been doing great. I honestly feel like, again, like, aside from Life is Strange and maybe when Wolf Among Us comes might revitalize something, but with as far as Telltale goes, I think we're starting to get to the point where that narrative, like, solely narrative-based thing is starting to become kind of passe. Well, it's funny you say that because they just had like the, I think like the, episode like the first episode of the final season of The Walking Dead released like two weeks ago, and I read some reviews and I guess they're they're using like a new game engine kind of, mm-hmm. uh, but no one cared, like that was ultimately the problem. Like the day of the release, like I was I read some reviews and like no one on Twitter was talking about it whatsoever, and yeah, yeah, like no one no one gave a damn. And it's like, that's, that's not good. Like, the reason The Walking Dead, like, the first season did so well is because there was kind of like that, uh, like, pop culture, you know, fa- you know, ra- not race, but, like, drive behind it. Like, when, when like, new episodes came out, like, people were excited and they were talking about it. Well, and, it was new. We really hadn't seen something like that in a long while. That wasn't yeah. like point and click and whatever, you know, like But also like season or like the first Walking Dead season was a good story or you know mm-hmm. like you cared about those characters and in at, after every iteration or you know every season you just get further and further away from that. To be fair, that is hard to keep up with. Uh, throughout when you're constantly putting that out, training that out. Well, it's uh, a matter of like they got they still got like three or four games in development aside from The Walking Dead, so their team is still split up. Like I think I would like it if Telltale really pared down and focused on one you know one franchise or one game. That's it. Mm-hmm. And they can't they can't do that because then they, you know, if that game bombs, they're screwed. But 
you can tell over you know over the years that their writing has just been diluted and their game engine even this new one I've heard is not great like it, it still struggles with action scenes and it's like that's which that's really not shouldn't great. be a problem with yeah the power that these consoles possess it I don't know I think just like Telltale is sort of Part of it is like, The Walking Dead is just starting to... Well, they just didn't, like, evolve or change, like, they didn't uh, innovate whatsoever. Yeah, it was just basically, okay, here's the engine, we're just sticking a different franchise on it. And, yeah. I don't know, maybe it's restrictions from all these different franchises, like, all these different uh, companies that are that own these franchises that only let them do so much. You know, maybe that's why uh, Tales from the Borderlands was so good because it didn't have anybody just going, oh, you can't do that, you can't do this. It's characters that had nothing to do with the games. You know. Well, isn't that pretty much that uh, Game of Thrones one? <laughs> like, it has, like, cameos by Peter Dinklage and Lena Headey, and that's about it. Yeah, but there's still things that they couldn't do. Like, yeah, you know they all, couldn't talk tying, about. Yeah, it has to tie into that canon. So yeah, of course they can't do it. And well, then also it's like Game of Thrones is, uh, you know, there's something to be said for like the way HBO does it or whatever. But like, not everybody can just take that and just make it into something awesome. You know, uh, the the Game of Thrones game that was on like PS3 or whatever wasn't. Wasn't great. That was either. bad. All yeah. Yeah. I mean, say what you want. Like they're uh, they're both licensed, but Borderland, Tales from the Borderlands, and Wolf Among Us are the best Telltale games from you know since the first Walking Dead because they were allowed to be different and they had like they introduced new characters that people cared about. Or at least yeah. No, I agree you with know. you completely. That's why. That's why people are looking. Yeah. To Wolf Among Us. Uh, the second ga- second uh, series and going, oh please, please be different, please be great again, please bring us back to what made Telltale something, and yeah, they, all these other franchises they've had to do like, again, I love Stranger Things, but I'm I'm not like pumped to play that because it's probably gonna bore me and I don't want to sit there for two or three hours and just kind of watch a thing go along, you know, so, uh, look, if you're, for some reason, have not played this, because this game's been out since 2012, the first and it's season. it's been out on everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's on your phone, for God's sakes. You want to pay the 25 bucks, go ahead, it comes out today. Yeah. On, uh, the first and season, it, it, anyway. It, yeah, that's the funniest part. Is it's only season one. It's not even two or th- two and three. Yeah, that's what's weird. Is like I get they're probably gonna do these like really fast. Like I'm sure by the end of the year, all three of them will be on there. But it's just like weird. You wouldn't just have a collection of one through three already yeah. for like fifty bucks and make one of them free basically or something. But yeah, I mean. It's so whatever. It's people trying to cash in on the Switch craze, and I guess you can blame them at this point with uh, the news that we're about to talk about here. The July MP numbers have come out, 
and five of the games that are on the top ten are Nintendo games or are helped greatly by Nintendo as in the case of the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. So there's something to be said for what Telltale is doing here. Octopath Traveler was the number one game of July. Right behind it, though, Grand Theft Auto V, for God's sakes. That <laughs> game yep. will not go away. Ever. Well, now it's, now it's even, now it's at like a $30 price tag, so. Yeah, that yeah. helps a ton. At least on that thing, like, that'll be probably like one of the best-selling PS4 and Xbox One games ever. Yeah. God, not just PS4, Xbox, just best-selling games ever, period. Yeah. Uh... Mario Kart 8, right up there in third. Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, again, helped a lot by the Switch, but it's not just on Switch. Zelda Breath of the Wild, Far Cry 5, Mario Odyssey, The Crew 2, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, and Mario Tennis Aces. So, so. the fun the fun thing about this list is it does not take into account digital sales. Yeah. Uh, and apparently Monster Hunter World sold like 10 million copies on Steam. So, I imagine if they took that into consideration, it'd be like number one. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure. And that's the thing is, you know, MPD at some point, hopefully, by the time the next consoles roll out, they might improve their how they do this. Uh, but by the end of the year, we'll know what's what. It's just interesting to look at these numbers. And uh, Nintendo yeah. is apparently the only system which. Makes sense that the only technically newest system out there, uh, yeah. they are the only system to have a year-over-year growth. Um, they they have basically owned this year, which is expected when you think about the stuff that's come out. Um, and we, we haven't hit the big months yet, so we'll see by the end of the year if that winds up being the case, but the PlayStation 4 is still churning along, and there's good news from Microsoft in there, but they don't want to let you know the exact sales numbers anymore, so uh, that is what it is <laughs> at this point. Uh, Assassin's Creed is not going to come out in 2019. We do know that Odyssey is coming out uh, this year, uh, in about a month's time or so, um, but... Are you okay with this? Like, them deciding yeah. to sort of take the year off again? I think they need to. Like, I think they did drive Assassin's Creed into the ground in, like, the late era 360. You know, they pumped out, like, two Brotherhood uh, revelations, three, four, very quickly. And they lost focus of the story to an extent. And now it's all over the wall. Uh, yeah, it gives them time to innovate or, you know, actually break down the series, you know, franchise and see what needs to be fixed or see what can be improved upon. Like, say what you will about uh, Origins. I mean, I didn't like it that much, but it was a different game than, you know, Syndicate or the past games. And people seem to like it. They're wrong, but they seem to like it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people that seem to like it a lot. I have this. I, I I know this Assassin's Creed fangirl on Twitter, 
uh, and she's even worked for Ubisoft at certain points, like, you know, doing PR for Assassin's Creed. And, like, I, she said something recently. She's like, oh, uh, I played Odyssey, and it just doesn't feel right. And I was like, it looks exactly the same as Origin. That didn't feel right either. Like, what are you talking about? And then, she, yeah, she didn't respond to me. <laughs> She's like, yeah, no, no crap, you didn't respond because your point is stupid. Yeah. It's like, okay. Like, you know. they are really basically like Destiny up Assassin's Creed, like with the gear, with the gear system, the skill system, even like dialogue trees and stuff like that. It's like, this, this doesn't belong here. This feels bad. I could go yeah. play Destiny if I wanted to, or Mass Effect. Like, I have that those options. I like I liked Assassin's Creed because it was a, a stealth game that was fun, and I could use my hidden blades to stab people. Now I can't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every time you sort of innovate on a game and they change things, it's not always gonna be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Loved by everyone. Like I like Syndicate, but that had problems for sure. But I think I think Assassin's Creed is interesting because they've gone through at least three or four like in a, like innovations or like kind of reboots in a in a sense. Like every game looks pretty much the same and has some of the same elements, but like gameplay wise, like Assassin's Creed Two is vastly different from like Brotherhood. I mean, not Brotherhood. Assassin's Creed 2 is different from, like, Assassin's Creed 4, which is different from Syndicate, which is different from Origins. And they all look the same, but they all played, like, really differently. Yeah, and I mean, that's true, but I think, like, it really plays differently compared to, you know, what people were used to with Assassin's Creed. And some people were willing to well, take that step I mean, in. Origins was bad, and the past games were good. So that, that's the breakdown. <laughs> that, that's I think that's ultimately why they made that Assassin's Creed Rogue remastered, you know, last year, uh, maybe even this year, uh, just because Origins didn't light the world on fire for like a lot of fans, and Rogue has a lot of those basic gameplay systems that Origins didn't have. Hey, it's nice to have that in your back pocket when you Ubisoft you just throw an older yeah. game out there. The inherent problem though is they don't have any other games to like put out put out there. <laughs> yeah, a lot of their games are big games and I mean they what they got trials and uh, Odyssey and I think that's that's sort of it, right? They had Far Cry five early in the year. Uh that did not light the world on fire either. Well, for this year, yeah, about Origins, and I don't even think Trials is going to do that well, because it never really has. Uh, but you have to imagine next year, like, they'll announce like some new... What is it? Uh, like Watch Dogs 3, maybe, or maybe they'll finally like have a release date for that Wild game that they announced like two years ago. Yeah. Or they'll just make another Rayman game, who knows. Maybe it'll finally be the time for Splinter Cell. Oh, well, they got the Division 2 as yeah, well Division next two, year. Yeah, but we'll see how well that does. <laughs> I know you're hoping for it to do well. You played Division probably longer than a lot of other people did. Too. 
Yeah, but then I gave up. Like, I, I think it's still fairly popular in some circles, but those aren't circles I want to be a part of. Because I really didn't like, the, I, I didn't like that whole, like, their whole PvP system at all. Fair enough on, on that. Just a couple of other things as far as Switch is concerned, because they're getting more old stuff. Uh, Grandy and Grandia 2 is coming to Switch, the HD remaster. Um, I enjoyed both those games. I'll be happy to see them on Switch. I don't know that I'm jumping out to buy them or anything, I, yeah, but I played some Grandia game for review and it was fine, like on Steam, but I couldn't. I don't remember a damn thing about it. <laughs> uh, Hat in Time is also coming to Switch. Uh, that's one of those 3D platformers I kind of always said I wanted to try out, but I I ultimately did not. Um, so if you liked Hat in Time and you've been waiting for it to maybe show up on Switch, it'll be there for you soon. A game that I did love a lot on the Wii U, New Super Brothers U, and it's that, like, Anaya keeps asking me to, I want to play Mario uh, with you on on the Switch, and I'm like, well, the Mario Odyssey is not great with uh, you being Cappy and me running around as Mario, so this is well, much better you, as far as co-op that's why goes. Let, well, that's why you, you let her run around as Mario, and you can be the Cap. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know, I'd rather her sort of learn in a bit, uh, I don't know, I kind of like the two Mario Brothers U like, setup of having the older look to it you know and it's it's more co-op friendly so i'm down with the this coming out uh just very much like she's excited for the pokemon game because it's very co-op friendly so you know i'm i'm down for Uh, i I bet she's chomping at the bit to play diablo 3 on switch oh yeah oh yeah uh you know that's it's not a game (laughs) I want to still introduce her to, but you know, I there are probably a lot of people that are in, happy to play Diablo three on Switch. You know, I, so you can, I think I saw that they wanted to include like Nintendo Nintendo bosses as Diablo bosses, and that'd be kind of fun. I would like to see that. Like they're already bringing in the like Triforce. Portrait Flame, and they're going to have, like, uh, you know, Ganondorf, like, armor and stuff like that. You can have a chicken pet. Like, I would wanted just to see what kind of Nintendo things they would include. But, man, $60 yeah, is... You can be Mario. That's all you need. <laughs> Dude, if that happened, where you can just be certain Nintendo characters, I don't know. That that might be, be like, okay, I'll pay the 60 bucks for that. Here. Here's a custom class of uh, intergalactic bounty hunter. Here you go. You can turn into a ball. <laughs> <laughs> Luigi appears to yeah from, from the depths of the dead to to go and attack on, on this. You know the interesting thing here too is that you can play four player on one system, or you can actually like connect multiple consoles together wirelessly online for that so hey good on good on blizzard for 
finding different ways to uh, yeah. make this work. I'm sure four people crowd, crowded around a switch. It's going to be a real fun experience. <laughs> yeah, that's why you have. Yeah, that's why each of you have your own switch, right? You can yeah. All do that. Uh, I mean, I think it's what like the UI appears on the screen, even when you're playing uh, with four people, so it can get the like the screen really crowded too that way. Yeah. So I can kind of understand the whole reasoning why uh, you wouldn't want to do that. But, yeah, I mean, hopefully this works out for Nintendo. There's They already have Blizzard sort of talking about that Overwatch is possible for the Switch, uh, whereas StarCraft 2, probably not. But at least well, you yeah, could get Overwatch. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think StarCraft would be 2 would be good possible on the switch yeah they had to really change the game a lot to make it work on 64 so i'd imagine it's the same thing for uh the switch and in this case uh continuing with the dark theme vampire is getting its own yes the recently released vampire that we've talked about on this show is getting its own television series all right sure yeah, like it's it has a interesting enough hook. Like, depends who they get, you know, for the role. But why not? <laughs> I mean, TNT had the hit with the the Alienist recently. Yeah. It's good. Um, yeah, I get Daniel Brule to be back as you know another vampire doctor. And that's all you need. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's always a thing that you know they're trying to relaunch Buffy. There seems to always be a thing with vampires somewhere. On on TV or in movies, so why not? Uh, just hopefully it doesn't just become trash. That's let, let's yeah. not have another video game thing just be nothing. Uh, another game they might be taking a break though. Different uh, different company, uh, Dishonored, which. Yeah. Uh, like Designer 2 did not seem to do that well for that company and they released that Outsiders thing yeah Death of the Outsider or something whatever it was called and that seemed to do even less for the company so that felt like it just showed up and completely went off the radar immediately yeah I mean it also came out at a difficult time of the year but still like, I haven't played Dishonored 2. I've heard it's fine, but I I just had no interest because I didn't really like Dishonored 1. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of difficult to... I don't know if they've changed a whole lot in there to make you want to go, yeah, I want to play this or whatnot. But, yeah, maybe. Never. And I think the... I mean... It's kind of a shame, because at least there's not a ton of first-person stealth games out there anymore, but it's not like that Thief reboot did did anything, or like Deus Ex is in the ground also right now, so that's all there was left. Yeah, but it's good for them to take their break and kind of reanalyze where they want it to be and not just keep making games and be like, oh, well, maybe we'll just figure it out. Yeah. Bethesda's got a lot going on right now anyway, so... 
kind of let that one go by the wayside when you've got a new Elder Scrolls, Starfield, and Doom Eternal, and all that other stuff going on. You can kind of yeah, but also you know, it's not like Bethesda was making it; it was Arcane, I think. So yeah, I mean, they're probably not going to be doing another Prey for a while, but still. What? No, that's what I was going to say. Is that hopefully they make you know make something else in the Prey universe because. That game was fun, at least. I don't. I I have that DLC. I, I never reviewed it, but their a DLC got decent reviews too. I think it just came out like way too late. Yeah, it should have came out like early this year or something. Maybe. Well, should have came out. Should have came out when people remembered how to still play Prey. Like, that was my problem. <laughs> I, I loaded that DLC up and I was like, I have, I completely forgot how to play this game. Like, oops. Yeah. Gotta go you through know, it's been, again. Well, it's been like nine months. So what do you expect? Yeah, that'll uh, that'll make you forget. <laughs> Pretty quick. Uh, I know you're not a big fan of this, but... And I'm... that's what, This is one of those series that come by, like, completely pass me by. Like, uh, Time Splitters... I know a lot of people that are excited about there possibly being another Time Splitters game, though. Um, even though the original, I think, creator was saying that he doesn't think that the first game would work that well on for this current generation, but perhaps Second Sight would, uh, even if they well, re- redo it. Like, if I remember right, the first game is like barely a game. Like, you know, it's just pretty much like a multiplayer you know, thing. Oh, like it has okay. a story, but I mean, it's not good. Two has more of a story, and then three has, you know, bootleg Vin Diesel doing like time travel shit. <laughs> yeah, I just I'm look. I'm always happier people getting their favorite games back or or whatnot. So, yo, where's I'm... my Tomba HD remake? Hey, you know the wrong with Tomba. You know, if, if with all these, this I was if, a big platformer, right? If, yeah, if they're making a stupid medieval remake, they can make Tomba also. Which, yeah, with all these that, platformers coming out now, like why not? That that medieval remake, like they, I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, that's kind of just been there. They keep showing it in the. I think they showed it in the pre, the sort of pre-show at E3 and then it was in the sizzle reel thing and that's about it like you don't hear much about it at all I I guess they know where that is like as far as it's sort of like what Activision is doing with Spyro like they delayed it I mean good for them to want to get it right but now you're also releasing it in like the death time of the year at November 13th like get ready to get squashed yeah, uh, Spyro already doesn't have the cachet that Crash had, but I guess the yeah the I, diehard Spyro fans will. Well, it's it's funny. I told a friend of mine I was going to buy Crash, and he's just like he's kind of trying to talk me out of it. And it's like I I know it's going to not be a good a great game. You know, it's based on a 1996 platformer. Like, what do you expect? But I have more nostalgia for Crash than I ever did with Spyro. Yeah, like, I like Spyro, and I don't, you know, 
perhaps I get some of those vibes again playing it, but it's not a game that I'm going, oh my god, I've got to have it right now. I know there are people that are like that, though. There's a lot of Spyro fans all of a sudden uh, when this got announced, but yeah. It's it's funny in retrospect to see, cause I don't think it's part of this game, part of this package, but like a few Spyro games had Gary Oldman in them, and it's like, what? And like you know, Elijah Wood is voicing Spyro, and I think Gary Oldman is like playing like the Elder Dragon or something. It's like you guys went in a weird direction, didn't you? <laughs> well, I mean, this was before they kind of got back into the consciousness, right? Like before Elijah Wood was doing Lord of the Rings and all that. Yeah, I think it was like right before that. Yeah, but, I mean, everyone knows Gary Oldman. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just still, hey, sometimes people do side projects and you're kind of like, oh, wow, they did that? Okay. Uh, on a somewhat related note, uh, the only bad thing about that Crash Insane Trilogy so far is they replaced Clancy Brown as, like, the voice of Do- uh, Dr. Cortex, and it's terrible. Oh, that makes you sad. Like, Clancy Brown is still alive. He is still doing voice work. You get that dude back in there and have him do those lines again. Or use the old lines. Like, it's fine. But he he has a unique voice that is awesome. Maybe they didn't want to pay him? I don't... Yeah, but they actually got, like, other good voice act. Like, John DiMaggio is in the game. Yeah. I was like, why is he here? Like, so they spent money on voice acting. They just didn't get, like, the right voice actor. No, no offense to John DiMaggio, I will take Clancy Brown over his ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, you know, it's unfortunate sometimes when they do these, like they can't get everybody back, and yeah. But know. the funniest part is like in the old in the old Crash Bandicoot games, like Clancy Brown was like the only voice actor in them. <laughs> that says he, a he, lot. He did, he did like Neo Cortex, and I think he did Uka. Uka Uka. Like the yeah, because evil... Crash didn't talk. Yeah. He did like the evil, you know, voodoo mask. And I think he yeah. might have done like one other character too. And it's like, okay. <laughs> well, it makes sense. Again, like they didn't have a lot of talking characters, but still, I mean, like that's cool. Like, I'm glad that this is at least coming out just. At least it's coming out and not like Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, where it's like, well, keep delaying this. I mean, yeah, but also at least I have faith that they will de- deliver a actual good game when it comes out. Unlike, you know, Mighty Number no. 9. I agree with you. Uh, the funniest thing is uh, the angry Vita owners that were mad that the Vita version got canceled. Yeah, all you know, all nine of you. <laughs> yeah, you still, like, still think the Vita is like a, you know a worthwhile, you know, a vibrant platform or whatever because you know limited run games keeps releasing crap on it. It's like when was the last time Sony released a Vita game? That was like seven not. years ago. They're de- yeah. they're they're stopping production on it, and it was like Uncharted: Golden Abyss was like the first and last Sony game on that thing. <laughs> exactly. And it's just, uh, well, you had what, like, some freedom something? I don't remember what it was. Like, 
it's some weird name that it was Sony sort of funded. Um, but still, like, it's few and far between, and that's one of the problems with that system, uh, among the other things. But, yeah, they're, they're getting to the point where they're stopping production on physical copies. They're not, they're going to stop uh, online support features for certain things. Certain yeah. apps have already stopped working, so, yeah. They're... Yeah, I mean, the Vita's been done, I mean, honestly, the Vita's been done for at least three years. Yeah. Like, they keep, you know, Japanese visual novels and weird indie games keep releasing on it, but nothing big, or, you know, nothing that people actually give a damn about. Yeah, other than, like, the Persona games. Yeah, and even that, like, the last one is, what, Persona 4? Like, that dancing one? Yeah, well, the three and five are going to release on it. So, they are. Oh yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, I forgot. I'm so, so happy I'm getting that collection for sixty bucks. Lucky oh, that's you, nice. <laughs> lucky you. I, I try. I tried to tell you, but you got there too late. <laughs> I saw it, but like I saw it when I first got up, and I, I still I was trying to go to work, and it's like, oh, that it. It stopped. They realized it after a while, but yeah, because I doubt that if they send codes, it'll be for the whole collection. It'll probably be for five by itself, or just five and three, or something. But well, I no, I imagine I actually imagine it'll be probably all all three games. It could be. I mean, I personally only really care about five, so I don't have a connection to the other two. So well, it. If they send codes for all three games, just give me those, and I'll buy a five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did see, like, uh, the extended gameplay for Gamescom. It looks it looks fun. It, those games, though, like, are terrible for you to watch. Like, they're way better for you to play. Like, so. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting to actually get hands-on uh, with that and see how it goes. But it's always fun getting to hear the music of course which is awesome but um yeah i mean you uh sad things about the delays they happen you know it is what it is uh yeah by the way that endless night connection does cost a hundred dollars coming out december 4th so if you're interested in those persona dancing games they're there for you I've heard a lot of like mixed things about the Bloodstained demo they released like a few like, two months ago or three months ago. I played yeah. it and had a blast. I thought it was fun. The Curse of the you... Moon thing? No, no, that was a full game. No, Bloodstained released like a uh, E3 backer demo for Ritual of the Night. Yeah. Uh, I think, it, yeah, I think it was two months ago. Uh, yeah, 629 is when I had it. And, or like last played it. Yeah, and it was, it was fun. Like, Movement seemed a little weird, but also it's a 3D game. Like, it's not a 2D game like the old Castlevanias were, so that's probably why. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad. That's that's what he noted in that, too, is that they did get good press from the backward demo, but they still felt like they needed to delay it to work on it. Yeah. So, give him credit for at least uh, really trying to make sure the game is, is good when it comes out and not just be like, oh, we'll release it and then just... Keep passing well, I, under. I think it's a good way to show up, Cap, uh, show up Konami, like because they're never going to release another Castlevania game, like a real one. Yeah. 
Agreed. I mean, at least they're letting them have the anime, and, but that's... And say what you will about Mighty Number no. 9, I think it did help Capcom eventually get to work on Mega Man 11. So who knows? Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, we don't know. And maybe it did kind of press them into it and, you know, getting the collections out there as well. So, yeah, uh, credit to them uh, on that. Uh, also, uh, something that has been a big deal, of course, in the streamer community, the Twitch Prime uh, removing ads or at least Twitch Prime no longer like letting you have the benefit of paying so that you can not have ads show up. And then Amazon Prime is also removing like the discounts that you get for pre-ordering games, which is like, you know, 20% some on on some games. Uh, instead, you'll get a $10 Amazon credit, which the only thing that kind of sucks is you. it's like within 35 days and then you have 60 days to use the $10 credit. So... It's not a, oh, it just, like, you can just have it sit there and accumulate or whatever. You've got a certain amount of time. But, it you know, a lot of places do that. Like, when Hot Topic or Box Lunch or whatever do these, like, uh, oh, here's $15 off if you pay 50 bucks. It's always, like, a month or a month and yeah. a half that you have to buy something. I mean, what, what like, I know you were saying people are making a bigger deal out of this than... I mean, I actually didn't know be. about the if that it was going to be delayed like that, so that is kind of a bummer. But the the di- amount of discount you get from like a normal game is thirteen dollars, and now you're getting a ten dollar credit, so it's a difference of three dollars. Like you're getting upset about that. Like you need, and I, I didn't know about the like I said the discount or the delay, so that is kind of a bummer. But still, like it's better than paying sixty bucks for a game. I agree. Uh, also, I think the Twitch thing is more is more interesting, actually, because like getting rid of ads is the reason to have Twitch Prime. <laughs> like, what the hell is the point? Yeah, of having now it? they it's... want you to get like Twitch Turbo or whatever to get yeah ad free viewing, which is stupid. Well, like it's... they want you to pay two for two things. Well, it reminds me of like how you know Hulu had commercials, and now well they add, they finally they finally like. You can finally pay to get rid of commercials, or like how Netflix is, you know, testing the waters for having commercials, like between show episodes of shows, and it's like, go fuck yourself. Like if I wanted to, like you know, find this shit, I'd find it on my own. Like, I think the Netflix thing is actually even more galling because people, the whole thing about Netflix is binge watching, like right, you don't without ads, see... and you know, like Netflix has a lot of shows. I'll give, I'll grant him that. But not all of them are good, and it's not like I want to watch, uh, you know, some commercial for some crappy Netflix show, you know, between episodes six and seven of Jessica Jones. Right. It's, I get what they're doing. They're kind of promoting their own content and all that junk, and maybe it'll get you to pay attention to something that you wouldn't have just by reading a synopsis or, or whatnot. But it's like, you know... There's a people are. It's just really stupid because at the end of the day, you're not really helping the streamers and all that stuff by removing this. Like, they don't make that much off of ads to begin with, 
So by saying that, oh, we're going to remove this thing that people actually like, you're not really doing anything but actually making people go, well, I just want to cancel Amazon Prime now. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, they have the free games and, and all that stuff now, but it's just this is not uh not helping people and i wonder if uh, the best buy thing closing you know stopping closing down might have made amazon kind of be like well we don't really need this anymore as far as yeah, the 20 percent off thing yeah their gamers club ultimate river like i'd be curious if like if GameStop would ever have a program like that it i might, mean they do on pre-owned games right um, and maybe like I hit up GameStop today, and like the guy asked me, he's like, "Do you want to renew your, you know, rewards program?" I'm like, "No, not really." <laughs> I don't. I haven't bought a pre-owned game from there in a long time, uh, so. I mean, if, I don't mind pre-owned games. Yeah, it'd be it'd be nice if they came with like all the crap, like you know, the case, manual, and everything, or what passes a manual nowadays. But if I can find it for cheap, sure. Like I bought uh, Mario Kart. Uh, you know, for Switch for like forty-two bucks off eBay because you know that's the cheapest place I could find it. Right. So I don't mind pre-owned. It's just a matter of it has to be kind of worth it. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. Like, I I mean, I think it's great for. I mean, it's it's really good for the if you wait a couple weeks and you'll automatically already see the game down to fifty. Well, that's, you know. that's the problem now is, like, yeah. games as a whole are getting so devalued. Like, I saw Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, that's that was one of the best games of last year. For, like, it was on sale on PSN for, like, 13 bucks For, like, the whole, like, the, that game and the DLC. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what, what is going on here? <laughs> I mean, that's just how that works, though, other than Nintendo games. Yeah, that's the problem. That, that's kind of oh, like... I I actually yeah. talked to a friend of mine about that. Because um, he has like a Japanese account. Like a Switch account and an American one. And he was he was like, oh yeah, games go on sale on the Japanese account like way more. And like the actual Nintendo games go on sale for like good good prices. And I was like, yeah. Meanwhile, the American, game, American side gets like 20 games you've never even heard of before. And maybe one game you care about. Yeah, and, and the, their price deductions are weird. It's like three dollars, and yeah. you know, it's like that's not a discount. Like I, I, they had like Puyo Puyo Tetris on, you know, quote unquote on sale for twenty four dollars when they're like the regular price is thirty, and it's like, what? <laughs> like if okay. you're gonna knock this. If you're gonna knock this down, knock it down to like fifteen, because like even the Steam version is only like, it's only twenty, and it's been it's been to fifteen already. Yeah, or at least twenty. Like maybe twenty, that'd be an impulse buy for somebody. But you're going, oh, let's knock it down five dollars. I mean, I know there's some people that go nuts and go, oh my god, there's a sale. It's like the GameStop stuff that sometimes I've seen. Like their sale is literally a dollar, and I'm like, yeah. really? Like, okay, y'all are. Some, is there somebody that dumb that they can't see the price difference there? But okay. Well, Whatever it's funny for you guys. GameStop used to have, I don't know if you remember that this was a long time ago. They used to have deals where you could trade in like four 
or five Xbox original Xbox or PS2 games and get like a you know a whole new game for free or you know it would, they didn't care about the value it was just trade in five games and get whatever they for still free. do that I haven't uh, seen that in a while but it's for certain it, games like it's towards certain games or towards a system or something because they want they basically want you to take those trade ins and use it to buy something that's that benefits them. Like, you know, so like, the, again, they're, what, it, this was funny. Cause this, this happened when I was in college, I had a roommate at the time, uh, and he wanted to get San Andreas and like GT, like when it was first come out, when it first came out and but GameStop had like a trade for PS2 games and, you know, I can get it. And he had a copy of Suikoden 2 at the time. So I was like, if you trade me that game, I'll give you four of my PS2 games. He was like, sure. So I immediately made that trade, and was like, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Because even at that time, this was like 2005, uh, I mean, Sweet and 2 was still a, was, was a rare game even then. Yeah, for sure. I mean that's that's an amazing trade you got there. Yeah. Uh one thing I wanted to know before we get into entertainment stuff is uh MU Paradise, which is the website I would use for many years to get ROMs and stuff. Uh they are following suit for, as some other uh emulator ROM sites are of taking down their ROMs because basically they don't want to get sued and uh, they can't afford it as you would imagine. And that's kind of sad. Now, now how am I going to fill up my new Nest classic with old and with old Nest ROMs? <laughs> how are you going to do that? Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to, yeah, I have to dig up one of the 10,000 other sources on the internet for it. <laughs> yep. Uh, those aren't going away, but I do understand him in a way. Just yeah. don't want to get sued. It's it's a normal thing. Uh, Guardians 3 is officially on hold now because they can't find a new director. Uh, who would have thought they're not going to just find another director right out of the gate? Uh, supposedly they might be talking to uh, Takeo Titi the guy that did Thor Ragnarok, but I'd imagine he has another maybe there's another Thor movie or something else. But... No, I I actually think Thor's probably done after uh what is it? You know, uh, Avengers Avengers Thor. I, I mean, everyone would love it if Taika Waititi did it, because he's a great director. I mean he's not he has I think he has a different sensibility than James Gunn. But he like his comedy films are great. And every, like, mm. everything he's done has been good, really. Yeah, I'd be down for it too. Uh, I, just... I, I honestly, I, I think if he did do it, he'd probably use James Gunn's script or James Gunn's script and probably have him, you know, on Skype at the ready. Like, <laughs> like, hey, what do you do here? Yeah, it's like, why don't you tell me how you would direct the shot, and then we'll just do it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see how that works, but. I'll be curious. I'm kind of curious, more curious about like I know Dave Batista has been very not happy with Disney. Yeah, God, <laughs> he's been blasting way. them constantly. And then, but then, like also, like Sean Gunn, the guy who plays Craglin, 
he also does Rocket in the movie. Like he's you know he's the main Rocket essentially. I thought so he does. Uh, I thought Bradley Cooper does Rocket. No, he does the voice. I'm talking about like, the actual motion capture work. Oh, for okay, okay. He's he's the dude wearing like the green suit. <laughs> like one of the funniest shots, like I think it's like some behind the scenes footage is like from Guardians One. It's when like Dave Bautista puts his hand on Rocket. And you see, like the actual thing, and it's Dave Bautista putting his hand on Sean Gunn's back, and I was like, "This is this is kind of cute." <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, you know, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens here because is Sean Gunn gonna be very uh, considerate of his brother? Or he's gonna be like, "Look, I can't pass this payday," and. St- I would, I would under, I think James would understand if he has to kind of, as a contract and, you know. Well, plus he's getting, I think he, I mean, the rumors are like he's getting like seven or between seven and nine million dollars to kind of walk away from Guardians 3. And like DC is literally chomping at the bitch for to hire him. Uh, yeah, if I'm DC, I'm trying to hire him too. Smart, smart DC. Um, but no, honestly, this is probably going to be a while. They got time though. They'll just push back the movie or whatever it is they got to do. Well, just hopefully it's a good director. So Captain Marvel is done or, you know, they're doing the effects work now. And right. so it's the same for Avengers four. I think they're filming Spider-Man two now. Uh, but there are other films they could be doing and they're not. <laughs> Like I'm kind of curious, like like Black Panther two is the obvious one, and but I think the problem with that is like the director is busy, and they want to they want to uh, get him back in back in the saddle for it. Yeah, probably. Um, I mean, I'm kind of just waiting for them to, t- to for them to hand over all the keys to the Russo brothers and go. You pick a character or property and you do it. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised, honestly. But I like those... the fact of them just getting different directors, though, because it gives it a bit more of a. Yeah, I mean now it now it does, but when they first started doing that, it was pretty hit or miss. That's true. Like I, I don't know if you, I, I don't know how how recently you've seen the original Thor movie, but unless your neck is tilted, that movie's pretty pretty weirdly shot <laughs> yeah i kind of don't remember much about the original thor or thor dark world for that matter yeah uh veronica mars is finally for sure getting the revival this time it's gonna be at hulu uh she kristen bell is coming back along with uh the original creator uh, Rob Thomas, uh, they are going to work her around her schedule with uh, The Good Place and Frozen 2 and all that stuff uh, to make sure she can do this. Don't know about anybody else on the cast who's coming back or not, but... They, they can get, yeah, I mean, I never watched that show, honestly, so this means nothing I to me. I watched some of it. The, I, I would yeah. say that the problem with the show, though, I mean now kind of is the the premise of the show was like her as a high school student like high school detective right yes 
like, no offense to Kristen Bell, but she's up there in age. <laughs> like, is, is it going to be, like, about her son or daughter at this point? Like, I mean, I maybe, know they made that but movie. I'd imagine maybe she's just, like, maybe they put it forward in time and she's not in high well, school I, anymore. I mean, maybe. But, I mean, she's, I, I know they made that movie a few years ago. I, I didn't watch that, so I don't know what the premise was. But, I mean, she's 38 years old. Yeah, that's a that's a little too old to still be hanging out in high school. I mean, it no, might work for Cameron unless she's a it teacher, might, but yeah, it might work for Cameron Crow, but not for her really. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they'll figure it out though. I think it'll be good. It, um, there's a lot of fans, a lot of people that have been waiting for this to come back. It's sure. so good. Good. I mean, I, for... I, I have no cachet for it, but yeah, and she's still good on the uh, the Good Place. So, oh yeah, for sure. They just need to find a way to bring her back in Assassin's Creed. Probably, probably not. I imagine that requires a hefty price they don't want to pay. But, um, but yeah, they can get De- they can get Dak Shepard instead. <laughs> Why not? It requires uh, no price. Basically, Movie Pass is like Done. on death's door <laughs> at this point. <laughs> like. Uh, they have continually just kept putting more and more stuff in everybody's way of why do I still have this? <laughs> like, they lost, I think, $126 million. Uh, They are now, like, limiting new releases to, like, four to ten days after they come out. So it's almost like having one of those passes. Uh, which you might as well just get that instead of having Movie Pass at this point. Like, just I'm sorry, Movie Pass subscribers, but you might want to go find another service at this point. I think uh, I saw some story. I don't know if how true it was or not, but like people who'd canceled had like had their accounts like reactivated, and then they yes, couldn't cancel they them. Did. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like, if, if some, co- if like, I ran out of PSN credit and like I opted out, but then like a month later they reactivated it, I'd be suing Sony. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if you're going to hear about. Well, the shareholders, I think, already put in a class action lawsuit, right? So, yeah. Like, this is going to keep going down the drain for, for Newbie Pass and. It's sad because they could have got this to work, but they just their model is terrible. And at least it sprung up AMC, which that seems to be doing okay. And the cinema one seems to be doing fine. It's not as big as what New Pass got, but yeah, right. it's a novel idea. I think somebody will get it to work. It's just you got to get it to where it's not just at one theater chain. Because I don't have an AMC. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Near like, me, so. Yeah. Uh, interesting though that Amazon's trying to buy their own, like, slew of theaters, uh, landmark theaters. Um, it's they have to get around that law that uh, a corporation, some like people that make movies, cannot also own movie theaters. Uh, even though apparently Donald Trump and the regime are trying to get that thrown out. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but 
you think it's a good idea, Amazon, to buy a theater chain now? I mean, you're having problems with what you pay employees. You're going to go buy a theater chain. Are you going to pay these employees also, like, seven twenty-five? I mean, I mean, they'll get by with what they can, but... Like their, I guess their uh, Whole Foods acquisition hasn't been terrible. Yeah, I'm sure that's been fine. You get people. I mean, that was already. I'm sure you're not making nothing for the amount of money they have to pay to get that kind of food there. So, yeah, I just I think it's interesting just to see Amazon buying their own theaters. Like what that's going to do to. Do they start trying to buy up more and maybe possibly buy out other companies that have been in business a while? Amazon looking to own everything, folks. Yeah, eventually they'll have to face off against Disney. (laughs) That will be a battle. I don't know that I want to. It'll be Time Warner, Disney, and Amazon. Who's left standing? Uh, Watchmen series is actually officially getting order for HBO. Uh, I'm excited for this. Pretty awesome. I'm I'm glad that they're also kind of... Well, I'm glad that they're not, like, trying to just... Oh, let's remake the movie or do all this. They're kind of setting their own vibe, but also using uh, the original comics as sort of like a groundwork. So, And it's got some uh, heck of a cast, though. My, my, My question is... Like, Watchmen as a whole, like the actual just comic itself, is a very, uh, like, uh, not circular, but a very, how, how to phrase this, uh, centered story. Like, you can't really do a sequel on Watchmen. They tried, and it sucked. And they're mm-hmm. try- they're fucking up the DC comic universe with Watchmen crap in it right now. Stop it. Like, <laughs> I I don't need to see a sequel to Watchmen. I don't want to see a prequel to Watchmen. We had those comics, and they were also bad. If you're going to do this thing, make it something new. Like, you don't don't even call it Watchmen. Don't have any association with that, with that universe. <laughs> like, in the DC right, universe right now, in the comics universe, like, Dr. Manhattan's a bad guy. He's, like, the ultimate bad guy in the comics. And it's like, who, who thought of this? Somebody that wasn't thinking. <laughs> well, someone who like looked at, you know, Watchmen and was like, well, we can make money off this. And now like Dr. Manhattan is like fighting Superman. And it's like, what? That makes what? no sense. <laughs> Good job there. I, I don't know. I'm always sort of interested to see what people can do and take something in a different way. Uh, they seem really behind this, and again, they got a heck of a cast. But yeah, you know. like, I, I'm more interested in the cast. Like, I like some of the people in the show, or you know, in this proposed show. But I think the whole idea seems just kind of like a weird misfire. Like, I, I just don't know how you can really build off. Like, the Watchmen as a you know a property isn't that expansive. Yeah. Now they might have to like take it in their own way if it gets really popular or whatever and just do their own thing that's not in the comics at that point. 
Yeah. And at, like I said, at that point, like, well, why even do it? Or why not just, why tie yourself to this that is just going to really tick people off? Oh, maybe they get enough fans that don't necessarily care so much about the original source material to watch it that that's enough for them. I don't know. Yeah. You know, there's got to be a lot of, for some of these series that they've had that, like, you know, Game of Thrones that were only show what like me, that I had the books, I got through part of book one, and I just, I don't know, I never was able to get back to it. And I watched all the seasons of the show. Um, now, granted, they had George R. R. Martin there as a consulate and all that, but they eventually had to go past the books and do their own thing. Well, they had to because the books are done, or they haven't. He hasn't finished writing that last book. <laughs> well, multiple last books. Yeah. But. Uh... But yeah, I mean, so, you know, we know the thing with Disney is pretty much a done deal with Fox at this point, uh, but that doesn't stop Fox from continuing to make movies with their uh, big animated shows on the Sunday nights. Uh, they're making a Simpsons 2 movie, a Bob's Burgers movie is uh, finally getting made, and a Family Guy uh, film as well. Uh, I love the first Simpsons movie. So, I'm down for another one. Bob's Burgers is another show that I kind of sort of like, but I've fallen off like watching it all the time. Um, I I'm not a big Family Guy person at all, so I could take or leave that. But yeah, I would be and, happy if they brought back King of the Hill. Sadly, that's not gonna happen. Probably. You say that, but, I mean, who knows? <laughs> they try to bring it back, though, already. Yeah, but they'll find some way. <laughs> I mean, arguably the hardest problem would probably be casting. Yeah. But, Wouldn't... I I mean, I don't, I, I didn't see that Simpsons movie, uh, and I have no opinion on Bob's Burgers. I've heard it's fine, I just haven't watched it, but... A Family Guy movie sounds objectively bad. <laughs> this show has kind of been blah for I don't know how many years now. Uh, um, since it came back in like 2004. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that show got like, I really, I like and respect the first three seasons of that show. Like before it got canceled, like the first time. Yeah. But after it came back, it got super mean spirited and all it became, all it did was like do those like cutaway jokes. Oh yeah, or the parody jokes. Yeah. And it's like, all right. Well, you know, they had one like the first chicken fight was funny. Yeah. But then they kept over amping it and making it longer and dumber, and it's like, please stop. Or like the you know the road to episodes, like when Stewie and Brian go on like a road trip. Like they did like, I think two of those in the first three seasons, and they were cute and good. But then they did. They've done fourteen more of them, and they just drove it into the ground. Yep. And ultimately, the real bummer is like Seth MacFarlane. I mean, he did that. He's on American Dad. I have a friend who's obsessed with that show. Uh, I think it's ter- I think it's worse than Family Guy, honestly. I enjoyed Cleveland Show for what it was. He didn't do it that. It also didn't overstay think, its welcome. Yeah. Well, 
he didn't I think he had like a part of part in that like a part like he may have done like some creative thing behind but like he didn't make that himself um but like I like Seth MacFarlane as like a person like I've heard him interviewed he yeah. is like a very intelligent guy that like he'd be he seems like a like a good guy that you want to be friends with but like his shows and his movies like they just go for like the lowest hanging fruit and mm-hmm. they're terrible i mean uh i i actually really like the orville like that the fox show he does now this like star trek show yeah but the worst part about that show are the jokes like the really obvious jokes they had they do have some really good humor in the show but like the super like potty humor jokes or like just some of the dumb jokes they have. It's like, this is awful. Like, don't do it. You can do better. And you have, please do, please aspire to be more. (laughs) Sometimes though, like it's just there. And I think with him doing family guys so long, he just can't help it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like that. It's like the joke from South park. Like they just have a bunch of manatees throwing balls. (laughs) For jokes. <laughs> I love that one. That's great. Uh, so you got some Star Trek uh, stuff in here as well. Star Trek Discovery. Ethan Peck is going to be uh, Spock. And yep. Star Trek 4 is having some uh, issues as well here. So, Actually, like Discovery is also... I, I read recently that Discovery is also having issues. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Didn't we just talk about the guy, the person at the head of CVS wants something Star Trek all the time, and now we're... Well, now now we have the Picard show, so who knows when that's coming out, but it has yeah. to come out soon, because Patrick Stewart's getting up, getting up there in age. Yeah, <laughs> certainly, that, yeah. You gotta worry about that. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, let's see. I have no opinion on that spot casting. Like, I have no idea who that dude is. Uh... I'm sure it'll be fine. Like people really didn't know who Zachary Quinto was, except for like from Heroes. But he was a good Spock. I I think the 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 more interesting part is the Star Trek for how that's fallen apart because both Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth left. Yeah, and I said Chris Pine has been in. Like the only movies people cared about him in was Star Trek and Wonder Woman. Like, he is not his other movies have done pretty bad. Well, that's because they're, you know, he's it's part of known franchises, so that helps. And then, uh, yeah, but he he did good in, like, no one gave a shit about him as Jack Ryan. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I liked him as, um, you know. Uh, in the in the one woman, but I'm just saying, yeah. like. But then also the same thing with Chris Hemsworth. Like, the reason they're leaving is because you know they want like triple A money, or like triple A actor money, and it's like neither of you dudes has demonstrated box office returns like that. Yeah, like was it Snow White and the Huntsman that didn't do fantastic or anything? No, that did good. It was the Huntsman spinoff movie that bombed. Oh, that, yeah. Like, no wonder, like, big, big surprise there. And, like, I I like Chris, both Chris Hemsworth and Pine, but they're just not, they're not, like, Robert Downey Jr. caliber actors. 
but they're not going to get $25 million per roll. Yeah. I mean, eventually they might get to that, but they have to, like, build up that cachet. Even The Rock, to an extent, yeah. sort of has earned that. Yeah. I mean, but he's also... Uh, it was funny, because I saw... I, I'm not sure which video it was. But I saw a video on YouTube that was talking about, like, The Rock as... Like, he is a... I think it was like... It was about a predator thing. Like mm-hmm. Arnold was in was a is a bad actor. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a bad actor in great movies. The Rock is a good actor in bad movies. Yep, that's the truth, man. He's in so many like, like bad people, movies, but he makes them good. But like people love The Rock, but he's he's in crap like Baywatch and. Uh, uh, what was it? The Rampage that, movie. Rampage, yeah. And then... Uh, Skyscraper. The Skyscraper. And... Yeah. And it's a... Do more, man. Come on. It's do like, get out of that little niche. Like, do something. Like, you else. don't need to be in, like... If they make another Scorpion King movie, you don't need to be in that. Like... I don't know about that. <laughs> don't be in that either. Like, he's, he's got lucky with the, fan, uh, the Fast and Furious... Being in that, yeah, I mean, and... they're doing a spinoff of that. They're doing like another Jumanji movie. They're doing some weird jungle movie with, with Disney. I I love him in Ballers. He's great in that. Um, that it's like, like Ar- the HBO Ar- show. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger was a bad actor. People like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he's a bad actor in really good movies. Like, imagine if like The Rock was in, you know, Terminator or uh, Total Recall or something like that. Yeah. It's he would uh, have a hell of a lot more roles, but he's already getting a lot now for being in all those bad movies. Yeah. But uh, all right, so I talked about some of them, but there is a lot of games, good games coming out today that you should be aware of here. Um. Uh, also, uh, Divinity Original Sin comes to con- Original Sin Two comes to console in a couple of days too. Uh, so, and if you did not play it on PC, you should definitely pick that up on on console. Yeah, I got I got a friend dying to play that <laughs> on console. Uh, Fire Pro Wrestling World comes out today on PS4. Uh, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate comes out today on Switch. Uh, Yakuza Kiwami Two comes out today on PS4. I should start playing that for reviews. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've just been so behind with like stupid WoW and yeah, uh, we happy few. Like okay. I'm gonna my my schedule is now gonna be we happy few and then dive into Yakuza. <laughs> uh, you got Strange Brigade, which is a third person like co-op shooter uh, that's also coming out today. Um, you have that Far Cry Five, like the last of the DLC coming out today. The Donut County, which is like supposed to be the next like indie that everybody's talking about we'll see how that goes it's it's a really funny game uh it's like seriously uh you should check it out um the next hearthstone expansion comes out in a couple of days uh the boomsday project uh pro evolution soccer 2019 comes out today uh yeah so a lot for you guys to go through and pick and choose 
Um, even Battleship Brigade Deluxe comes out today as well. So, yeah, there's a lot there for uh, people that are itching to play something. You got it. And, Go find and it. And next week, next week is a good game, Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, next week, well... Is it is it, would that be on Friday or would that be the week, the Tuesday after next? I think it's I want to say the seventh. Yeah, it's the seventh. Which is really weird because I think it might be a Friday. Yeah, that's yeah, it is next Friday. Like reviews are hitting next Tuesday for that game, mm-hmm. but the actual game is coming out the se- you know the seventh, and it's like wait right. what? <laughs> I guess they're confident about it. Like oh well, I don't think. They would have screwed up on, on that game, but yeah, a week after that's Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. So, um, man, not gonna be you will not be wanting for games, uh, pretty soon. And Little Dragons Cafe came out during the time that we weren't doing this, uh, you know, during the last week. So, yeah, man. Get ready. Get ready to play a bunch of stuff, folks. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, that's going to do it for us here. Um, hopefully you enjoyed what you heard. If you did, uh, hit subscribe uh, wherever it is you listen to us. It uh, lets you know exactly when the next episode comes. And, you know, we're right there in your queue. Uh, you can uh, listen to us on a variety of places, including Spotify uh, iTunes, Stitcher, all those places. Uh, we're on YouTube as well. We're, of course, on 411 Mania, on W2Net.com, and on Last Word on Life. I uh, thank you uh, to both of those sites for partnering with us. And until next time, we'll see you later, everybody. Later.